joy or glory chances are you're sitting in your your car sitting on a toilet wherever you listen to wise guy fantasy football and you're saying to yourself my oh my i made it ma look i'm here i'm here the fantasy playoffs i'm almost to the promised land i'm I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I'm dreaming of hoisting a Lombardi trophy of my own and call myself champion of my fantasy football league. And for that, everyone joining me this week, I say hello. This is Anthony the Fools, your wise guy fantasy football. And welcome to a very special episode uh, where I'm going to read some Twitter, some Instagram, some questions that have been fielded to me and that I did not write myself. Uh, answering some important, valid questions for people who need answers for their fantasy playoffs. Who to start, who to sit, who to have your eyes on, and who to take your eyes the fuck off of. So enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy your sitting there. You got your little cup of eggnog. You got your hot chocolate with the marshmallows on top, and it tastes just like mother used to make. Oh, so fucking good. And you're saying to yourself, I made it. I made it to the fantasy playoffs. I listened to you all year, Anthony. I sat and listened to your bullshit for, I don't know, five hours total? If you add them all up on Apple Podcasts, how long I've been talking, maybe half of you like, shut the fuck up. But nevertheless, you listened and you're here. Okay? And it's a truly lovely thing to be in the fantasy playoffs. If you haven't gotten there this year and you're listening, well, this is still pertinent information to you as you're probably playing for some kind of consolation prize. So, uh, or, you're, or you're trying to avoid getting the sacco and finish uh, last place in your league, uh, which which is pretty terrible. Uh, they might make you do humiliating stuff if you finish last. So you're saying, Anthony, please, maybe you're clinging to life. You're pulling on my robes here going, Anthony, please take me home. Don't let me loose. And I'm going, oh, relax, I'm here. I'm going to help you. It's going to be a good, you have the playoffs, and then I'm going to help you with your championship. Okay, but enjoy it. It's the holidays, everybody's merry, and here we go with some fantasy questions. Okay, I'm just going to pull it up. I had my son write the questions. He, he took them from the Twitter and Instagram, and he, and he put them on my phone, and I got to open up the app. Okay, some questions here. This one comes to us from Little Corey in Cleveland, Ohio. And he writes, Dear Anthony, Which of the Brownies starters should I be playing in my lineups for the playoffs? Also, will Flip Lindsay be okay on a pretty terrible offense? Sincerely, Little Corey from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, Little Corey. Hello, thank you for writing in. That definitely was not written by me. Which of the Brownie starters should I be playing in your lineups? That's an interesting question, okay? As we saw last week, uh, the, the Browns played the Panthers. And Jarvis Landry, it's a man that immediately comes to mind. He had a throwing he had a throwing opportunity. He missed the touchdown pass. That's okay. He's a receiver, not the quarterback. Okay? Uh, he, he had, I think, two touchdowns. I don't know. What do you guys look up the stats on that one? I don't have time to do that. So naturally, you're asking yourself... Should Jarvis Landry be in my lineup? Looks like the production is there. 
And my answer to that question is to temper your fucking expectations, okay? One good game does not a fantasy championship caliber player make. Put that in a fucking frame above your bed, okay? Let's pump the brakes on Jarvis Landry. Guys I do like are Nick Chubb, okay? He's the running back. As in when you have an erection that's not very big, but also not very little. A chub. That's how I remember his name. I think of an erection. Okay. Uh, I like Nick Chubb. I like I like Baker's dozen here. Baker Mayfield. Okay. He's a guy he, he could be. I don't know if he's a top 10 option. But if you're in a pinch, you're in a two quarterback league, you really need a guy. Okay. They're playing the Broncos. And the Broncos are a coin flip away from being a really bad team to a very good team. And I, I hazard that they're going to be really bad this week. Okay. Uh, so I would start Baker Mayfield, of course. I would start Nick Chubb. And they really would stay away from everybody else. I know Jarvis Landry is appealing. I know that Antonio Callis man is appealing as well. He's the speedster that's the RB2. Duke Johnson. From the Miami Hurricanes. He's the RB2 for the Brownies. But you know what? I'm going to stay away from them, little Corey. I'm going to just start those two guys. There's only two guys I trust. Okay? I do think there are better quarterback options out there. But Baker Mayfield gets my Anthony Forrester stamp of approval. Okay? To answer the second part of your note here. Will Philip Lindsay be okay on a pretty terrible offense and such? Yes, he'll be fine. He'll be perfectly fine. You don't have to worry about Philip Lindsay. You do have to worry about Case Keenum, okay? In case. And you do gotta worry about uh the receiver, Cortland Finnegan, whatever the fuck his name is. Okay? Really really uh uh didn't uh, he faltered in the spotlight. That's the word I was thinking of. He faltered in the spotlight because uh Emmanuel Sandman went down, okay, after too many shots to the head. And vertebrae, my assumption, didn't watch the game. And he didn't take advantage of it. So what does this mean? Case Keenum on first and ten. Guess what? I'm not going to throw the fucking ball. There's nobody here to catch it. Give it to Philip Lindsay. And don't worry about Rolls Royce either, okay? Of course she's going to sprinkle in and take a couple of carries. Might see some goal line work. But Philip Lindsay, especially in the PPR League, is not a guy that I'm worried about. You can start him with confidence. He's a good RB2, potentially even an RB1 when all is said and done. Okay? He, he really is. So, uh, that's the Brownies and the Broncos. Thank you, little Corey, for writing it. Okay, next question. Michelle Augustine from Sacramento, California writes, Dear Anthony, Who are the studs on the Atlanta Falcons who will help me hoist the Lombardi Trophy in my fantasy league? Thank you, Michelle. I got newsflash for you. There's only one guy I trust on the Atlanta Falcons, and his name is pronounced Julio Jones. Repeat after me. The only good fantasy-relevant player on the Atlanta Falcons is Julio Jones. Okay, class? Repeat after me. It's not Matt Ryan. It's not Tevin Colquitt, okay? It's not the running backs. It's not Ico Smith. It's really not any of those guys. The Atlanta Falcons... As a whole, as an offense, defense, special teams, all three phases of the game have been one of the most underwhelming teams in the entire National Football League this year. It's a disgrace. Two years ago, they were minutes away from a huge lead against the New England Patriots to win their first ever Super Bowl. What the fuck happened? Okay? 
What, did everyone take a fucking allergy medication for entire, two entire seasons? They're practically sleeping out there. I don't trust anybody on this team. I get they're going against the Cardinals. I get that. But news fucking flash. They're only one game better than them. The Falcons are 4-9, and nine, the Cardinals are 3-10. and 10. And guess what? If the Cardinals pull something out of their, their Rosen ass this week, they'll have the same record. And both teams are looking, honestly, at a top five pick right now. So before you go saying the Falcons are capable of destroying a team on the road, are you fucking for real? And I don't mean to offend you, Michelle. I don't. That's not about you directly. You ask me who the stud is, I say the stud is Julio Jones. If you're thinking, Matt Ryan, yank him. Baker Mayfield I just mentioned. You're going to want to put someone else in that spot. I don't trust Calvin Ridley. I don't trust any of the running backs. I don't trust the tight end that catches three balls for 37 yards week after motherfucking week either. Okay? And I certainly don't trust the Atlanta defense against the Arizona Cardinals offense. I know. Fucking crazy. Sue me, right? Of course you're going to take the Falcons defense over the Cardinals. No. Don't do it. They're both bad teams. It's not worth it. You're going to lose your fantasy matchup because of that. Julio Jones is the guy. We got it. Now let me do the next question. Okay. This is good. I like the I need to I need to get some more people right now. I'm sorry I'm a little angry. I'm gonna try to calm down a little bit. I got a message now from uh from Frank Cortacio in Western New York. This is also about defense, it's very good. I don't know which defense to start for Detroit and Buffalo. Dear Anthony, please help me. Please let me know. I want to win my fantasy league. Okay. So say, we're kind of in a similar situation. I'm just talking about starting starting the Atlanta Falcons as a streaming defense. No, no, no. This guy is saying, do I choose Detroit or do I choose Buffalo? Now, I'm assuming, Mr. Frank Cortacio of Western New York, that those are the only two defenses on your waiver wire. Because quite frankly, pun intended, no pun intended, I wouldn't start either of those defenses. Okay. They're both, I get it, they're both very sound in the trenches on the defensive line. They both can get a lot of push, both get a lot of sacks and pressure the quarterback. That's very good. Problem is, doesn't translate to uh, points in the fantasy landscape. Well, okay, sacks do, of course. But has, have sacks even been really counted upon? Unless you're like the Texans defense with J.J. Watt out there. I mean, can you really rely on people getting consistent sacks week after week? I don't know. Somebody look up the stats. I don't fucking know. Do I start Detroit or Buffalo? Here's, this is really the big question. This is the question you're, you're dancing around here. You're asking which of these offenses, the Bills offense or the Lions offense, is worse enough for you to stream a defense after, okay? And I rephrase the question, I'll answer that for you. I trust, I trust the Bills offense to perform worse than the Detroit offense. And I know the range of booze, the comments, the hate, the death threats, they're coming after me. I think Josh Allen, he's got the running room, yes. But again, in terms of fantasy points, Josh Allen clears 100 yards rushing, fine. But can the Bills score more than 15, 14 points in a game? You could say the same thing about the Detroit Lions. But something about it, okay, something about the Lions in December tells me that they're going to perform better than the Bills, okay? The answer to your question is, of which defense to start? I'd say zero, zilch, nada, don't start any of them. 
However, if I had to choose one, I would bet against the Bills' offense. They wrote out LaShawn McCoy. I don't trust any of the other playmakers. I mean, could you name another guy on the Bills' offense? At least with the Lions. You got Matty Stafford. You got, uh... Well, I can't name anyone any one of those guys either. Call me... Call me stupid. I'd have to look that up. I don't even fucking know. Yeah, if the guy's either traded or they're injured. All right. Next question. Al Sims from... I can't read this. In Pennsylvania. I can't pronounce it. It says... Oh, we got a question about Aaron Rodgers. Will Aaron Rodgers be okay versus the Bear Down Chicago Bears? As in, will, will he be all right? Can I trust him to the playoffs? Again, rephrasing the question a little bit here. I got to be honest with you. I'd be a little concerned. A little bit concerned. We just saw what the Bears did to the high-flying circus, greatest show on circus offense of the Rams last Sunday night. It was something to behold. It was in a league that all year has been predominantly about offensive scoring and what seemed like defensive ineptitude. It seemed like in December in the cold weather, the football that I watched, that I used to know, that was put on display with good defensive play from the Chicago Bears. The Bears, might you remember, in week one, played the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers very, very well. Rodgers left the game. They threw in some fucking fuck as a backup. All these good teams, the Steelers too, have all these terrible backup quarterbacks who should never touch a football, should be fucking jailed for it. They came back, uh, they, they did really well, the Bears defense, and then Rodgers came back and scored like three touchdowns in a minute or some other fucking Superman-like feat because it's Aaron Rodgers, okay? And I get what you're saying, especially in the playoffs. How the fuck do I bench the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, according to some? It's Tom Brady for me still. Why do I do that? Why do I do that? It's going to be tough to. My advice, if you're going to start Rodgers against the Bears, make sure your running backs, your wide receivers, make sure they have good matchups. Don't start any of the, the Packers' other players. Don't start the receivers. The receivers exchange in and out. One guy does well, one guy does bad. It's bad, bad, bad all over. Maybe the running back. But make sure the rest of your team can pick up the slack. If you're relying on Rodgers to score, you somewhere around 27, 28 points for your fantasy playoffs. Think more 16, 17. Minus 10 from what you assume. And that's probably what you're going to get out of Rodgers. He'll probably throw a pair of touchdowns. Might throw a pair of picks. Might have something crazy like 54 yards rushing. Okay. I'm not a psychic. I had a psychic on the show if you listened a couple weeks ago. Will he be okay? I say yes. He'll be fine. With the Packers post Michael McCarthy. Will they be fine? I don't know. I don't see them winning this game. But I think Aaron Rodgers could make enough plays to be worthy of a start. I mean, worst comes to worst. You get so far, you get here. You're, you're, you're knocking on the fantasy uh, pantheon doorstep. And you sit Aaron Rodgers and you lose. You'll never forgive yourself. Right? Right. Heather Goodman. I don't have a location for her. She asks, do you see Amari Koopman? You misspelled that. You wrote Amari Cooper. I believe his last name is Koopman. M-A-N at the end. Heather asks, do you see Amari Koopman as a wide receiver one, 
two or three on my fantasy football team? That's a great question. That's a mighty good question. Okay, Amari Koopman, let's recap what happened last week. They played the E-Girls, okay, who look like shit, and Carson Wentz uh, is out, potentially the rest of the injury. Okay, that's fucking karma, Philly fans. Okay, I'm just going to say that. Amari Koopman, he, he caught three touchdowns. He went over a gazillion yards. Absolute bona fide stud. He is in your lineups for your fantasy playoffs. Regardless of matchup, he's one of those guys that's matchup proof. Just like Julio Jones, just like just like all the elite wide receivers in the NFL. Okay. Is he wide receiver one, two, or three? Guess what? You're in luck, Heather, because I think that Amari Cooper could be your wide receiver one and still net you a championship, or at least a berth in the championship for your fantasy playoffs. And this is coming from, as we all know, a bona fide Giants fan. Well, what are you doing, Anthony? Come back to us. You're praising a cowboy. I know I am. Don't forget it was a Raider a couple months ago. But he's the Cowboys with what they do and the offense that they run and also how their defense allows them to run the plays they want to run. I have to admit the Cowboys are a team that's getting hot right now. They're very good. Okay. Zeke runs the ball. Dak Prescott drops back. And he can find guys open. And Amari Koopman is usually one of them. The defense allows them to get on and off the field at ease. They're rolling. Do I see Amari Koopman scoring another three touchdowns a gazillion yards? That might be hard to replicate. A lot of the times during a fantasy season, if you notice, players have what I like to call their best game of the season. Really, that's what everybody calls it. But if you look, there's always players that consistency is always key in fantasy football. And Amari Koopman is very consistent, if you've looked, since he's joined the Dallas Cowboys. But there's always players that reach... You know that that's their best game of the season. Case and fucking point, let me get your ears. Derrick Henry, last Thursday night against the, the Jaguars. No way in fucking Mother Mary Joseph hell does Derrick Henry put up another 45 points the rest of the season. Absolutely no way. Is he a viable starter? Maybe. But let's not get carried away here. Maybe you start him in the flex. But this question is not about Derrick Henry. But I'm trying to make a point. Every player goes through a game where they score a ton of points. You can't expect that level of consistency when they're that high. But Amari Koopman, catching touchdowns, he gets the looks. He's the first guy on the team from Dak Prescott that gets his eyeballs toward him. Yeah, that's consistency. And for that, I could start him as a wide receiver one. So congratulations to you for sticking it out with him. When he was a Raider, or maybe you picked them up off the waiver wires when nobody else was looking. Again, congrats to you, Heather. You start him with confidence as a wide receiver one, and best of luck to your good self during the fantasy playoffs. Next question. We got a couple more questions here, okay? I want to make sure you guys can focus on the Thursday night game, focusing on tweaking your lives. I don't want to talk your fucking ears off. I already threw that to my wife. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Pat Hiccup from Sarasota, Florida. He writes, oh, we got an either or, just like the Detroit Buffalo. Should I start Captain Kirk, referring to Kirk Cousins, or Andrew Luck for the first round of my fantasy playoffs? Wow, oh, wow. So we're, so we're doing a little more Cowboys talk here. Thank you very much. My favorite team. So uh, Andrew Luck playing the Cowboys. Cowboys have a very sweeping defense. Luck and the Colts were shut out two weeks ago. 
Okay, that looked like an anomaly because Andrew Luck came out fucking firing. T.Y. Hilton had an amazing game last week. So I think with confidence, Andrew Luck is a viable starter. On the flip side, Captain Kirk Cousins. And I noticed because I've been a Redskins uh, watcher because I'm a Giants fan. I've been watching the Redskins for years and years with Kirk Cousins. The stats on Kirk Cousins, I made sure to write this shit down because this fucking boggles the fucking mind. Kirk Cousins... 0-7 in Monday Night Football history. How fucking pathetic is that? Me and Kirk Cousins have the same amount of wins on Monday Night Football. Put that in your fucking brain for a second. He's 4-24 all time. His entire career, Redskins, Vikings, against teams that are above 500. I'm speechless. For the first time in Anthony DeFulzio's fucking life, I'm speechless. He's not a reliable quarterback, certainly not in prime time, and it looks like the Vikings might have paid him $83, $84 million too much for him to quarterback your team. This one's an easy call for me. Andrew Luck gets the start. Kirk Cousins against what may be considered a softer Miami defense. The Vikings haven't moved the ball. They, go, they abandoned the run. They just fired their offensive coordinator, who they just hired like six months ago. So what the fuck is going on with that? The defense is not playing to their, their potential, okay? They played a good game in the first half, but then they let the Seahawks walk all over them in the second half from last Monday Night Football. Okay, Captain Kirk, unfortunately, seems like a nice guy, you know? he's the. Can you feel that guy? You like that? I'm sorry, you like that. You like that. That's what he asks everybody. Well, to answer your question, Kirk Cousins, I don't. I don't. You're unreliable. I would not start Kirk Cousins with confidence. And if you have to choose between one or the other, I would choose Andrew Luck. Because not for nothing, and I know the Vikings are fighting for a playoff spot too, but the Colts are really fighting because the AFC has a lot of good teams in it. The NFC, not so much. Start Andrew Luck. Next, Felix Galarza from Jersey City says, Will Odom Beckham play football again in 2018? And let me tell you, I hear you, Giants fans. I hear you loud and fucking clear. What the hell is going on with Odom Beckham? Okay? You wait. You made it all this far for the season. He's been up and down because the Giants' first half of the season been up and down. But then you wait after the bye week, and now the Giants start scoring points on offense. Okay? And you say to yourself, you know what? I stuck it out. Well worth the wait. Well, now he has a chance to not play after he missed last week's game. Because he's got bruised hips or some other pussy bullshit. I'm just going to call it what it is. I got a bruised hip. I still go to fucking work every day. I don't know what's going on with Odom Beckham. Pat Sherman, he's keeping his mouth shut about it. He doesn't want to reveal his game plans to everybody. He doesn't want to say what's happening behind the scenes. If the Giants aren't 5-8 and eight on the outside looking into the playoffs, does Odom Beckham play? I think he does. The Giants essentially out of a playoff spot with one more loss... They've got like a 1% chance of making it as is. I don't know. Do we start on them Beckham? I don't know. This I will say though. I think he does play the rest of this year. He comes in at some point. A spoiler game in week 17 against the Cowboys seems like a fun game to bring Odom back. If he doesn't play already, we still don't know. This is, I'm recording this on a Thursday evening. I don't know if he's playing this Sunday for your first week or not. You're going to have to, I would keep him in your lineups until you get the official Odom Beckham is out. And who knows, maybe by the time you're listening to this, just say, Anthony, I'm going to face forward to this part. They already announced he's out or they already announced he's in. And then you start him. 
If he can play, you keep him in your lineup. I mean, sort him back. And a Giants forward, it's worth. I mean, you just saw them last week against the Redskins. If I could take a minute and just fucking, <laughs> and just and just gasp for breath, forty points against the Redskins. When's the last? You're a Giants fan out there. You heard you heard a uh, uh, Zach last week. He was a Giants fan. Yeah, when was the last time you turned off a Giants game at halftime and went, you know what? We won the fucking game already. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Patriots and all these guys. I know what you you guys must feel this on the weekly basis, and it feels amazing. Uh, the Giants' high-flying offense is back, at least for the time being. I know the Redskins are very banged up. They lost a ton of starters. They're starting, you know, fourth, fifth-string quarterbacks now, quarterbacks from the AFL, whatever the fuck. But the Giants are rolling right now. And Odell Beckham's only going to make that offense better. So start him if he's available. All right. Next question comes from Curtis Hamstring of Boston, Massachusetts. So we're going to go Sunday Night Football. And he asks, which players should I have on my radar for Pittsburgh and New England? Two very good AFC teams jockeying for some kind of playoff seeding and positioning in the case of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got to make sure they make the playoffs first before they worry about the seeds. Okay, they're very clinging to their, their AFC North lead and their division crown by a fucking thread. Because the fucking car, car, Lamar Jackson, Ravens are coming. They're coming. And they might wind up winning division when all is said and done, okay? But we're talking two AFC contenders. Which guys are on your radar? Okay, on my radar, James Conner, Jalen Samuels. And this is for obvious reasons. One of them will be the starting running back for this game. Who knows what the Steelers are going to do to uh, uh, combat the Patriots? If they're going to run it down their throats, keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands, hey, I think that's a good strategy. Take the ball away from the greatest quarterback who ever played the game. Patriots defense also not quite all it's cracked up to be this year. Okay. So I would uh, check every day. Check. I check on my socials. I check on my cell phone. I swipe and swipe. Is James Conner injured? At the moment, looks like he's going to sit out. He has a, an ankle sprain and probably some kind of dick-related injury. Because if you sprain your ankle and you're in the playoffs, go fucking play. Man the fuck up, you pussy, pussy puts. Yeah, anyway, I, I went all off track there. I, I'm upset because I had James Conner in my league, and he's fucking me over like a fucking prostitute. Okay, so uh, keep keep an eye on the on the two of them. That, those guys are on my radar for the Steelers, and then on the opposite side for the New England Patriots, I also got to go running backs here. Okay, and let's let's break down what we saw last week against the Miami Miracle. That was a fun play to watch, wasn't it? That's a play. This is one of those plays that the NFL will talk about every once in a while on a top 10 list for greatest finishes, but will ultimately amount to nothing when the Patriots hoist yet their sixth Lombardi trophy at the end of this year. <laughs> you, you guys watch it out there. You know what I'm saying? That means nothing at the end of the day. It's like Miracle at the Meadowlands with the Eagles. Fine, fine, fine. They have that. But guess what? They also won a Super Bowl last year. That's what you should be highlighting for your player highlights. The Patriots, look at the running backs. Uh, somebody, Michelle, uh, he got a lot of carries. James White also got the majority of carries. They mostly split the work. Couldn't really punch in the end zone. I know if you're a James White owner, you're probably disappointed at how James White scored. I don't think he had over 50 yards or something crazy. Now we got to worry, too, about Rex Burkhead coming in. So, uh, three running backs. <laughs> and in a Bill Belichick offense, if the owner got three running backs and then a fourth guy. There was a fourth guy who scored a touchdown, too. I totally forgot about him for a second. It's not a, a Belichick offense if you don't got that going on. 
So I'd be very wary. Those guys, all those running backs, both teams are on my radar. Okay. Yeah, of course you're gonna start your Tom Brady and you're gonna start your you're gonna start your Ben Roethlisberger and all their receivers and all that Julian Edelman, um, Juju Bees, all those guys. But the running backs are the guys I have on my radar. Okay, we got one more final question because my fucking tongue is hanging out of my mouth. I'm tired. And it's also the last one I got. Sarah Avery, Charlotte, North Carolina, writes, Who can I trust on, on Carolina, New Orleans, on ESPN presents Monday Night Football on Monday night? That's a mouthful there. Somebody, I ask you guys to write these questions. You write like, like you're in fucking third grade. You're like on fucking hook on phonics. Write a fucking sentence for once. I'm sorry, we're back. Monday Night Football. Who can I trust? Who can I trust? Okay, and the New Orleans Saints. Some guys you might have trouble trusting. Michael Thomas, the receiver on the New Orleans Saints. Why? Because his numbers haven't been too great. He's a great receiver on the field. One of those classic cases of great NFL player, not so great NFL fantasy player. And uh, he's been good pretty much for the first half of the year, but he can't, for what it's worth, he's just not scoring a lot of points the, you know, the past couple of weeks. And, and for the past, what, two, three weeks for the Saints, they've kind of looked a little out of sorts on offense. So who can you trust? I don't know if you could trust Michael Thomas 100%. He's maybe like a 60, 65%. Okay? Same thing with Alvin Kamra and Mark Ingram. Two offensive players on the Breeze's Saints. They're guys that split carries, but the last two weeks, they haven't really gotten much going on the ground. And just when you think on a third and fucking nine... That Sean Payton's going to call a pass play. Mark Ingram sitting in the fucking backfield with his hands in his fucking balls. And he either does nothing on the play or he gets a handoff and runs up the middle for a two-yard fucking gain. Okay? A two-yard fucking gain. Not around the offense. So those guys, they might be difficult to trust. A guy I do trust on the, on, on the Breezes Saints. I just said it. It's Drew Breezes. Okay? Drew Breezes. On the Carolina Panthers, staying to the second half. Do I trust Cam Newton right now? I'll be honest with you. He's got a shoulder injury, okay? He's, he's limping around a little bit on the field. And he was injured, what was it, earlier, early in the year. I think they had a backup quarterback come in. So again, I temper expectations. I don't 100% trust. He's like a 60-65. A guy I trust to the end of my fucking life. A man I wish I could call his father. I could call myself his father and he my son. Christian McCaffrey, CMC, my fucking goodness, this man can play football. Give Saquon Barkley a run for his money as the best running back in the league. Take out Zeke Elliott, take out Todd Gurley. Christian McCaffrey, if you have him on your fantasy team, I mean, what more do you need this man to do for you? He's fucking phenomenal. Every time he touches the ball. Trust him 100% confidence, start him, okay? You might also be asking yourself, Greg Olson goes down with an injury, and now I need a tight end, Ian Thomas. I trust him too. I think I think if, if Newton is going to be a little limpy, he's going to look to run the ball a lot and hand the ball off and throw underneath passes, their tight end might step up. Their receivers, I don't think I can name them. Someone from fucking a, a prison are probably playing for the fucking Panthers receivers. Kevin Benjamin still on the team? Or did he go do, do, do something stupid? I don't even know. I don't mean to get it into it like that way. But those, I don't trust the receivers, don't trust Cam Newton. I do trust the tight end, I do trust Christian McCaffrey. And quite honestly, if you're going to beat the, the New Orleans Saints, that's what you're going to want to do in that instance. You're going to want to give it to Christian McCaffrey. Give it to your playmakers, give it to your tight ends. Keep the ball away from Breezes, make the defense, earn it, work for it. 
So I hope, Sarah, that answered your question. And for everybody else who's listening and wrote in and are looking forward to your fantasy playoffs, I hope that answered your questions as well. And I'll certainly keep, uh, you know, I'll keep answering questions for you as they come in. And I hope the best for you guys in your fantasy playoffs. Just know, if you've been listening to Anthony the Fulzio this whole time, I'm rooting for you. Okay? Thumbs up for you. Let's fucking go. I want people to write in and say, Anthony, I won. I fucking won. I'm on to the next round. And who knows, if you do that, maybe I'll give you a shout out on my socials. Okay? We're definitely going to do that. That sounds like a ton of fucking fun. Right, guys? That's great. So until next time, best of luck. May the fantasy gods be ever in your favor or some bullshit. And I'll see you around next time, winners.